You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Um, last time we were together, we were talking about Chase's. Uh, Chase was heading out for a trip to Arizona and go mountain biking and stuff, and he paid the price. Update. The, he's fine. Um, mentally, I don't know. Physically, he's fine. His truck, however, is not fine. Yeah, he's... So it's, he's in St. George um, in re- truck repair mode. So he's not able to join us uh, today, but uh, I really can't. So he went to Arizona, so mountain bikes some new places. Want to hear where he went? Yeah, I was excited to, to hear his stories, but we'll yeah. have to wait until next time. So um, in the meantime, we want to talk about. So so I've been uh, I'm, I'm in the backpacking mood. It's backpacking season. Well, it's not so close. It's not yet. It's so close. And every yeah. every year when like May comes around and it starts warming up and the snow's melting in the mountains around my house, I'm thinking, oh, man, get me backpacking. I saw my friend took his daughter up to right below Snow Basin, backpacked like the Maples. Is that the area right mm-hmm. there? And it's, I mean, it's 15, 20 minute walk into the woods and you can set up your your tent but yeah he went th- and that was, he went there like two week two weekends ago or something yeah that's a great idea yeah so you can do little stuff like that right but, yeah. yeah you just when you start getting up over about eight thousand feet there's still still a bit of snow yeah. and so it'll be still be uh probably a month before the snows melted out of like the high is at least i mean there'll still be patches of snow but to the point where you can get in there without having to hike through snow and uh, probably at least that long to get into the wind rivers <clears throat> but still um, I'm thinking I've got backpacking on my mind and so um, I wanted to talk about we wanted to talk about uh, how to a proper way to pack a backpack yeah and I do things differently than you do yeah and so. and I and I guess it's misleading to say the proper way because there are proper ways but maybe some guidelines some suggestions on uh, on how to pack a backpack more efficiently so it carries better so that it's easier to get this to the stuff that you need and best methods yeah yeah so um so i'll just i'll start i guess by my suggestions so um when i was when i was younger and i was backpacking more by myself or with friends and i was just carrying my own gear and i was carrying less gear I just like to backpack with one big pocket, maybe like a water bottle pocket on the outside or, or something. I didn't, I wasn't big into organizing and didn't like lots of pockets and lots of features. I just liked a clean, trim, streamlined backpack. Okay, but I learned, not because I was in Scouts, but from watching Scouts, that the more you have attached to the outside of your bag, the, 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 the cooler you are the yeah. more memorable the, the experience more <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it is that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah 
Yeah. Well, and that there is there is some truth to that. <laughs> like um, those cartoon characters. Yeah. Like you got all this stuff attached to you the bag. You got your yeah. cast iron skillet swinging from what's the back. What's actually in the bag? Right. <laughs> That's what's funny is, you know, when, when you're backpacking, you run into a scout group or you run into a group of <clears throat> group of kids who obviously they're, they're just out for the to have fun and maybe they haven't backpacked a whole lot. You look at their packs, they've got things swinging from the outside and it looks like the pack is like 50% full or something on the inside. But they've got lots of stuff swinging from the, the outside. And they don't care. They're having fun. No right. <clears throat> and, you know, in, in my experience, I've done that before as a as an eight-year-old, first backpacking with my dad. I did it. My first backpacking trip was not, it was when I was older because I only camped as a child. But older, I my pack was too small. It was like a North Face... 45 or something or 40 30 maybe it was a 35 and i'm like yeah i can't get all my stuff in this thing yeah i'm gonna have to attach some things to the outside right well and i think i remember from a previous podcast you were saying the first time you were carrying like a climbing pack because that's what you had you you rock climbed and stuff and backpack it was, yeah, right it's, so it was definitely like an approach climbing pack yeah yeah and so not a backpack right very light thin thin straps and not a lot of yeah. cushion and <laughs> i loaded it too yeah so um so i guess one suggestion is get as much stuff as you can on the inside of the pack it's going to shift less it's going to swing around less it's going it, to it'll look better it'll snag less on things um you're less likely to have something fall off your pack and lose it uh, you ever been hiking when the guy walks by and his sleeping bag is swinging and just like barely hanging on about to with like with every step else. it hits him in the butt or something <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like dude yeah. yeah how do you even do that yeah and so um i'm not i'm not saying this to try to make fun of those people i've been that be i've been there before um just suggesting that uh it's better to avoid being that person um you'll be more comfortable so put as much stuff on the inside as you can and um you know if you have to if you don't have room for everything on the inside, then what stuff, Brandon, would you suggest or what do you think to put on the outside would be proper to? Well, if you have a, a pad that's not an inflatable pad or whatever, just what like, close, like cell, close foam cell foam pad uh-huh. could, can go on the outside and can, that can probably get wet and be okay. Um, a Nalgene bottle, of course, on the outside. Your fishing pole yeah. on the outside or, or some people like to haul a hatchet or something um, completely unnecessary but uh, <laughs> it's no, I'm kidding um, bear spray yeah. on the outside things that you're going to need to maybe oh you know I always have most bags have a, a pocket maybe a mesh pocket now on the outside that I'll throw a rain jacket sure in. sure uh, the other thing, you know, big items, I guess, would be maybe your tent might go on oh, the outside. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, just because usually your tent comes in like a waterproof bag, and it's a it's a bigger item. I would think, you know, it's a heavy item. It's one of your bigger, bulkier, heavier items. So that's actually usually one of the items I put in to in the inside of my backpack first. <clears throat> but if I have to put it on the outside. Um, maybe I'll take the poles and the stakes out of it and put the poles and stakes on the outside and put the other stuff on the inside. Or if they're all together and I 
I can't fit the tent or the or the stakes or poles or anything on the inside, then I'll take the whole thing on the outside and I'll strap it um, to the bottom. Maybe I'll split up the poles and stakes and strap it on one side of the backpack on the outside and the tent body and fly on the other side to kind of balance the weight out. Or maybe I'll just keep them all together and strap it to the bottom of my backpack so it still stays centered and the weight stays low. So it. So um, let's say you've got your pack sitting there on the floor and it's empty and you're at home and you're getting ready to pack it and you have you've gathered all the items you want to take with you sleeping bag tent food clothes stove kitchen whatever what's the first thing like how do you i mean i'm assuming everything's going to fit in in the pack um, because i think something like a tent maybe that goes in towards the beginning might end up on the outside and you have to pull it all back out again. yeah <laughs> but what's the first thing in the bag yeah, so, well, the first thing I would do after I've gathered everything is I would kind of organize things by, like, your kitchen items, <clears throat> cooking and, and food-type items, and maybe I'll stick those, particularly the small things, in their own, like, little ditty, ditty bag or something. And then I'll put maybe my clothes in its own bag or something, if just to kind of keep those things organized a little bit. <clears throat> then I think about it as what stuff am I going to need during the day or could I possibly need during the day and what stuff will I definitely not need during the day and the stuff I definitely don't need that usually goes in my pack first at the bottom of the pack because that's the hardest thing to get to hardest thing to pull out and the last thing you want is to have it start raining on you and you're like crap I need my rain jacket but it's at the bottom of your pack so you have to pull everything out in the rain in order to get your rain jacket what about something that is like a water filter because yeah you're, a lot of times we backpack with a bladder with water on the way in and depending on how much you drink but if it's longer than you thought and or you get to camp and you're like trying to find your water where do you put, uh, maybe I'm going out of order here but is, sure. is a water filter something that would be considered not going to use on the trail it's something that I consider that I plan on using on the trail on the trail yeah so I keep, leave that out I keep that out yeah okay. and um and well you know, the last time I went, I actually took two water filters, which is kind of weird. But I um, I have a big gravity filter that I use for in, in camp. And then I've got one of those little bee-free squeeze filters. Highly recommend the gravities, by the way. They're amazing. Yeah, definitely. And, and the bee-free is awesome, too. The bee-free filter is so convenient on the trail. You get to a stream, and you just you pull it out, fill it up, and take a drink. And you, that can almost replace your water bottle. Yeah. Uh, on the outside or at least it can complement it and and so I would keep the bee free handy and then the gravity filter it's like oh, I don't need it until I get to camp so it could it could go at the bottom of the pack because I have the bee free but if I'm just taking one filter I do keep it handy uh, because I very regularly need it some sometime during the day to refill either my water or, or water for other people that I'm with Okay, so the first thing in... <clears throat> For me, it's the tent okay. or my sleeping bag, one of those two. Um, the other thing, too, is if, you, if you're looking at your backpack um, from the side, you want the heaviest items closest to your back and the lighter items further away. So you're keeping the center of gravity as close to your body as you can. And so the tent is usually one of the heaviest, bulkiest items. And so what I usually do, at least this is how I pack mine, because I'm 
I'm taking a big tent for big enough for four people and a dog in gear. So it's a, a pretty sizable tent. I stick that vertical right along the back panel. And then I pack everything else around it. Okay, so that's standing up upright. Right. Um, okay, because so, so, so it's is weight closer to the back more important than weight either on the bottom or towards the top of the pack? I would, I would say it is as important, um, maybe more important. So the general rule of thumb is if you're hiking on a, on a pretty well-used trail that's, that, um, not, isn't tricky terrain or whatever, you're just going to be able to hike. You don't need to to be super balanced and you actually want to have your weight higher toward the top of your shoulders or your head because that'll actually help your backpack carry mm. better um it'll help transfer the weight to your hips better and and it won't um it'll act, yeah it just carries the weight better but you have a higher center of gravity so it's tippier and and stuff and so if you're going to be hiking off trail or you're or you're worried about kind of balance and stuff like that, then you tend to, then you'll want to pack the weight a little bit lower, have a lower center of gravity. I try, personally, I try to just pack kind of the heavy stuff close to my back from the bottom to the top, and then the light stuff on the outside. Um, so when I'm packing my pack, I'll lay it on back panel down, and I'll slide the tent in so that it's laying against the back panel on the inside of the pack and then I will so you could uh, so rather than set it down on like the ground you can put it on a table sure on its back yeah. panel or a countertop on, on its back panel and, and pack it that way right okay so then I'm putting the heavy stuff first the heavy stuff that I don't need during the day I'm putting in first at the bottom of the pack the heavy stuff that I may need during the day is going to go toward the top of the pack but still against the back panel then the light stuff that I don't need is going on the at the bottom of the pack further away from the back panel. So kind of on top of the back panel if you're packing the pack with it laying mm -hmm. laying down. Um, and then this, the light stuff that you'll need during the day closer to the top of the pack so it's easier to grab. So I'm putting in my tent first. Then I'm probably putting in... I usually don't... I usually don't... Uh, take food that I need to cook during the day for my hike in um, so usually my stove I don't need my stove until I get into camp so the stove and fuel may go in fairly early my sleeping bag goes in early but it's a lightweight item so it's going at the bottom of the pack on top of the heavy stuff um, then um, rain jacket I always keep out what are, uh, I have bags of clothes what do you do with your clothes so clothes are usually um, maybe denser and a little heavier and so I usually put those um, well it just depends I just kind of I look at what I have and the heavier stuff goes on the against the back panel the lighter stuff on the outside so it depends on the clothes I have I, if they're lighter then they'll go on the outside if they're depends on time of year uh, where you're going how long you're gonna be gone as right. to some of the weight of this th stuff I've often um, packed he my foods can be heavy. Sometimes yeah. you can take dehydrated and it's nothing. But if you're taking some heavier foods, then maybe rather than being closer to the back panel on the bottom, if it's just like the 
the lightweight dehydrated and it's at the top yeah somewhere yeah but that's a good point i usually i take i keep the food for that day that i'm hiking in separate and then the the food for the rest of the trip um which is heavier i'll usually put in um near the bottom of the pack um again usually closer to the back panel because food that i take i i do take freeze-dried fruit food but i also take a lot of uh, nuts and dried fruit and some of those other things and that can actually pro tip cheese yeah cheese i love cheese cheese is great on the trail um, yeah and you have to take when you eat a lot of cheese you don't have to take as so much toilet paper um okay this is a side note pro tip what happens to me let's just i'll just tell you what happens to me is i don't eat granola every day you know <laughs> i don't eat nuts and raisins every day and then all of a sudden i'm backpacking i think apparently somewhere along the line that that's all you're supposed to eat right? right is granola the trail mix and stuff and so i'm like hoarding it like the eight miles in and then and then the next morning i'm like everything's loose <laughs> everything's getting loose up in here <laughs> yeah where's that toilet paper Where, yeah and it's like i've in it and you're at altitude and your body acts a little differently and you're all of a sudden like this is not a pleasant experience in, <laughs> anymore you know so uh a pro tip would be to not tremendously alter your diet yeah as you as you go eat or if you're going to do that start a couple days early at home yeah grab you know buy that stuff a few days early and start munching on it so that you get get that stuff out you know because what that's usually what happens is you alter your diet in a quick manner and your body's right. like whoa what is going on yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely i've i've ex oh sorry i've experienced something like that too pretty regularly where i go from never eating freeze-dried food to eating it every day and by day three or four it's like oh my digestive system is not happy um <clears throat> so i'm trying to think of some of the other things so the rain jacket i keep i what i usually do is on the top pocket of my backpack is usually the stuff that I that I don't need necessarily while I'm hiking. Like I'll have a water bottle handy or something that I can just grab and, and drink from without stopping. But then on the top pocket, I'll usually put stuff that I'm probably gonna need at some point during the day, but I may need, but I, it's okay to stop for. Rain jacket, um, water filter, map and compass, um, Where's your uh, first aid kit? <clears throat> um, usually, usually on the top pocket or near the top of my the main pocket of my pack, because I do want to. You, you never know when you're going to need that, and so the last thing I want to do is, well, and I'll, also my blister stuff is in there, and so if I get a blister, I don't want to have to dig all my stuff out in order to fix do the you blister. Know? So, okay, I've been running, mm -hmm. treadmilling. Getting into shape here. Getting ready for <laughs> summer, right? I've been fairly consistent for four weeks, five weeks now. And Monday, I'm on the treadmill. I'm wearing the same shorts, the same underwear. All of a sudden, I'm chafing like crazy. Huh. I have no idea what how, what went differently. And and so I couldn't. I didn't run um, uh, today or yesterday because I'm trying to figure out a solution to get rid of this. Um, yeah i'm not even sure what they're doing they're just admiring your your Admi set admiring the trailer yeah so that's when we're podcasting we're in a uh 
public environment here, so uh, people can walk by. We're, by the way, we're at least six feet away from each other. Oh yeah, I'm, I'd say we're like, a good, good, twelve, probably thirteen. And then these guys are up, but we're glassed. We're glassed. We're like fishing a, fishing a fishbowl here, <laughs> so they can see. They can watch the magic. But what happens anyway? So, um, uh, that reminded me though of 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 when you're hiking in. You said you got your blister stuff, and every now and then, if you haven't walked a long distance for a while you could experience some shape which is very painful and it's not very fun so right. make sure you bring some like, the ointments and that kind of body stuff. glide body is glide my, and my go-to great go-to and uh and have that where you want to address that early on because if you let it go and then you're going to be hating yourself on day two and three or whatever so yeah 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 and that's going to be in a pocket on the top where you can reach it and and get to it fairly quickly um, well, and that's a good point because if it's not easy to get to, you you're, don't want to do. You're it. more likely to be like, you know what, I'll, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, and then an hour later, you're like, shoot, because you're totally I, thinking, oh my gosh, it's what in was my I thinking? First aid kit somewhere, I don't even know exactly where, yeah. and my first aid kit's buried in the past. So you got to think about those things that, yeah, in advance. And, and what about uh, headlamp? I keep my headlamp. For me, I keep it in the same pocket all the like every time and it's usually um well and it depends on the pack that i'm carrying so i have a lot of different packs but uh for me it's usually in a small zippered pocket just it's the same pocket every time it's it's where i keep my uh my headlamp multi-tool and usually in most of the pockets that i'm thinking of um on the different packs they usually have a key chain clip mm, yeah and um and so i keep my car keys there too and they're just in their own zippered pocket so that i don't happen to drop something don't drop the um drop my car keys don't drop the headlamp and then if it's getting dark and i don't have my headlamp i'm not digging through everything trying to find it i'd know exactly what zipper to go and to when you say zippered pocket i'm assuming that's on the outside somewhere it's easier to get to yeah and one of my packs it's under on the underside of the top pocket mm -hmm. On another one of my pack, it's actually on a little zipper pocket on, at the top of the back panel, like up kind of by the shoulder straps on the inside, just inside of the pack. Um, on another back pack, it's actually a zippered pocket right by the hip belt. Um, it's not on the hip belt. It's on the body, body of the pack, but it's by the hip belt, but it's just small and um, it's the right size for those things. And then I know, I know where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I just always put the, put the headlamp in the same place all the time. And then I just know where it is whenever I need it. Cause inevitably I'll be, I'll be setting up the tent, making dinner, stuff like that. Not thinking anything of it. And then pretty soon it's, you know, it's gotten dark. It's not pitch black, but it's, you know, getting darker. And then I walk into the trees to where my tent's set up and in the trees it's completely dark and I can't see anything. And I'm trying to find my headlamp, and it, it's always in the right place. Well, something that you, the first time I saw it was with you, and you're like, oh, I've done this since the beginning of time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I've never seen that. And that's different and amazing. I'm very much a uh, put everything in its own dry bag and keep everything separate. Huh. And you were like, at the very end, I'm just going to go ahead and stuff my sleeping bag in um, and, and level, like kind of use the pockets yeah, just to fill, fill it in. Fill in the space. I thought. Okay, that's brilliant. I'm like paranoid on one side because like, what if it gets wet? What you know? What if yeah. it gets wet? But then on the other side, it really does help 
shape that bag yeah your backpack keeps to, things from shifting and yeah keeps yeah so i usually put the sleeping bag in near the bottom of the pack so that's one of the but on the outside because it's lightweight and then i shove everything into the bag so as i'm packing stuff on top of it i'm just like pushing it in and compressing the bag down as i push mm -hmm. it in if the weather forecast is rainy then i will usually put it in a dry bag just mm. to be safe um, but but I usually carry a rain fly that goes over my backpack, and the backpack fabric is fairly water resistant. So if it rains, I'm usually fine anyway, even if it's not in a stuff sack. But if it's like if I'm looking at forecast and four out of the five days are rainy, then I put them in a dry bag. So I was like overly paranoid. I mean, I've got a a pack with the rain cover, and then I've got my sleeping bag in a dry bag in a bag. In, I'm like. <laughs> Okay, maybe I need to relax a little bit on this. Yes, you you don't want to be wet and cold when you're backpacking, but um, I think I was, I was in the past. I've been very overly paranoid about it, and I that's a place where I can loosen up and lose a little weight, probably. Yeah, I I'll tell you when I was um, when I was a teenager and I was doing a lot of kind of ultralight through hiking type type stuff, and I really just wasn't carrying that much stuff. Period. I didn't use bags for anything because mm -hmm. if you only have 12 or 15 items, not a big deal. Mm. But when you have lots of different items, then it's nice to keep things organized. Like if I'm, you know, now that I take my kids and my family and I'm carrying a ton of stuff, if I don't bag all of my kitchen stuff, I'm looking for 20 minutes to try to find the, just the spork that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that mm -hmm. I need to use to eat my food or whatever, or to find the lighter that goes for the and so I, I keep things organized now when I'm with big groups, but when I was going ultralight and I really just didn't carry that much stuff, I wouldn't put anything in bags. I just, I'd stuff it all in and, and, um, that actually I found the backpacks carried better when I wasn't putting everything in their own lumpy, lumpy bags and stuff like that. So, so to, uh, sort of sum up here, I guess the, the, the biggest thing would be to keep that weight close to the close to your back. Yeah, close to your back and centered. Mm -hmm. You don't want one side of your backpack heavier than the other side. And so, you know, when I'm when I'm doing that, I'm if I stuff a, a stove and pot and fuel in on one side, then I'm probably sticking a sleeping pad and something else in on the other side of the pack, so that they're pretty evenly weighted so now uh, the stove and the fuel and everything that's probably two pounds and pounds of my pad is probably a pound and a half so I'm, i'll put that in and maybe maybe my pillow or something together on the other side and then that keeps it keeps it even so my tent down the down the center of the spine stove on one side pad on the other side and i just kind of keep doing that all the way up until it's until it's filled and it's kind of evenly weighted on both sides I love it. I love it. So uh, any questions, you can come into our shop, Gear yeah. 30. We're happy to help you pack your backpack. Um, and uh, we have new packs this year. Uh, Osprey, um, Mystery Ranch are two main brands. And then we have some some other we have some other bags. We even have some Kodopaxi bags, I think. I don't know really? if they're backpack ones, but just like day bags. There's yeah. there's a... Uh... You know, I like Osprey packs. I think there's some of the better packs oh, out Fjallraven. there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And those are good. 
Um, I like Osprey packs, and I know they're the biggest pack company in the world, and and they're um, we've got their distribution here in Ogden, so that's kind of cool. And we they're great to work with; they always have been. I have the Zenith, the Zenith, and I I have a Zenith as well. But I'll tell you what, man, those Mystery Ranch packs, I just love them. Yeah, I I'm I'm a sucker for branding. I am too. And I know to some Osprey extent. was like when I when I bought my first Osprey, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm outdoorsy now. You know, I'm I'm fine. I've made it. It's <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> and then um, Mystery Ranch comes along. I'm like, oh, they're actually more core. <laughs> yeah, right. So they go way better. So a little history on the Dana designs is, is right. the original and and built to overbuilt and built to last. Um, right military and firefighters well not firefighters but uh forest firefighters forest fire, yeah. yeah wildland fire wildland firefighters are um you know, they have contracts to deliver products to them and so they build overbuild their packs and hunters and stuff right and i think they they entered when they came back they entered the backpacking crowd last later yeah mm-hmm. so uh, everything you get from them is is going to be able to carry very well yeah and last a long time and the reason why I am a sucker for Mystery Ranch, and I, I've only used a couple of their packs just a just a few times. I don't own a Mystery Ranch pack. I have two. You have a two. day bag and, and a uh, travel bag, a yeah. l- luggage piece. But, yeah. So my, my father-in-law, um, he has multiple Mystery Ranch packs, and I've, oh, I've used weird. his. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> weird. So he's one of the one of the partners at Gear 30, and he's, um, you know... He's well off enough he, he can buy you, what he. You think that we test a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, you think that we like gear, and then and then you go to his house and. Gear three exists he, to, for <laughs> Mark to fill his house with gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, he's got a ton of gear. So I've used his his packs, carried his packs a bit, and um, those Mystery Ranch packs just carry so nicely. Mm. Um, but the thing is, is I did have Dana Design packs growing up. Not growing up, but in my teenage years, I splurged and bought Dana Design packs, and they were the. They were the best packs ever for me. And um, I've owned packs since then, really good packs, lots of them, lots of really good packs since then, Osprey and, and Granite Gear and all these other pack companies. And still to this day, the Dayton designs were the most comfortable under a heavy load. You know what we found in the shop is people will find the brand they like, and that's before coming in. And that's not always the best idea. Yeah. When you come into the shop and you try a pack on, and that's why these are hard to buy online. You try them on and you put weight in them and you walk around the shop. Uh, a lot of times they'll switch. They'll yeah. come in with one brand in mind and walk out with another one. And they're like, I didn't know, you know, um, because people, everybody's built differently. Your torsos are different. Your widths are different. Everything's different. And, and as much as they try to make packs adjustable and to fit everyone from brand to brand they're going to vary and you can come in thinking you want one pack and you might it might work great but you also there's a chance you might fall in love with a different pack based on sizing right you know the um do we have the aether pro this year in the aerial pro do you know not yet okay so um when osprey came out with their anti-gravity stuff that the the um the Atmos and the the Atmos AG and the I'm R, terrible with is names, that Aura so. Aura AG yeah. or something that anyway it has this anti gravity kind of trampoline type back panel that feels really nice. Um, when they first came out with that, I thought, wow, that's cool. And I put it, I put one on. I was like, oh, this feels great. 
but after um, getting their their kid carrier with the anti-gravity back panel it doesn't carry as nicely as their old mm -hmm. one does and um, we actually found there were a lot of people that came into the shop really excited about them and bought a, we sold a ton of them and some of those people would come back in and we'd say how do you like it and they, oh, you know it's you know it's good it's pretty good but they weren't as crazy about that back panel as they thought and we um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody who had one and used it quite a bit then went back to the old back panel, which was on the um, Aether Pro, because the Aether switched to the anti-gravity back panel, but it had a slightly burlier hip belt than the Atmos. Um, but then they, then they started using the Aether Pro, which has the old hip belt and the old suspension system, and they said, oh, this suspension's mm. just way more comfortable for them and so you really never know there's a lot of hype they got they got backpacker magazine editor's choice and they got gear of the year and they got all of these different awards for that back panel depends on how heavy you go if it you're overpacking your pack right it might that might not be right it might not work so for 35 pounds or less i think that anti-gravity back panel feels great mm -hmm. for you know 40 plus pounds i like the the other ones better and I do think that Aether, the original Aether back panel, their aerial back panel, the Zenith um, back panel and, and suspension, I think those carry weight really well, up to about 55 pounds. Over that, they start to, it, it starts to overburden those. And, and the Mystery Ranch ones I've found can handle that heavier weight, 55 pounds, pounds plus, excuse me, better than the Osprey ones. You ever uh, take your, you know, cast iron you know, stuff <laughs> with you out there, and the uh, what's the what's the ones you bury in the ground? Your pots that you bury in the your Dutch ovens. Oh, Dutch ovens. Yeah, you don't bury those in the ground, do you? In the coals. Oh, in the coals. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because yeah. I was thinking, I've never buried my Dutch ovens oh. in, the, in the ground, but in the coals, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. I've never backpacked with those. Those yeah. are great for car camping. I'm, I'm just saying that you should up your game. You know, like that's <laughs> Maybe I should start taking those in, as a gear test. Maybe if Gear 30 buys me a whole bunch of the heaviest duty back okay. packs, okay. I'll test them by okay. hauling my, my uh, Dutch oven stuff out there. I like it. I actually don't even own Dutch oven stuff. My my dad does. There's, my there's enough does. people in Utah who own A lot of people yeah. in Utah <laughs> do. But, uh, but I don't. Anyway. Uh, yeah, hopefully this was a good conversation to just kind of give you some ideas on how you can change up your back, your packing um, of your backpack and, and give you, a, or maybe, maybe you're like, well, yeah, duh, I've been doing all this stuff my whole life, but I don't know. There's probably people out there that are thinking, hey, there's, these are some good things to try. So uh, hopefully that's helpful. And, and it reminds me too, because uh, sometimes, even though I've been backpacking most of my life and I go on many different backpacking trips each year sometimes i still screw up my packing and i find myself digging through my pack to find that that item that that one thing that i put at the bottom that shouldn't have been there and yep. stuff so anyway good reminder for me too all right well thanks for joining us for the podcast today if you enjoyed the podcast don't forget to subscribe and also share with your friends if you would um you can visit gear30.com and check out our new website i was just shopping on there this morning oh good or browsing on there this morning um 
And I'll tell you what, it it works so much better than the old one. Thank it's goodness. Just, yeah, it, yeah, it's easier to navigate. It works better. The checkout process is easier. It's it's good. And there's more products on there for sure. We darn near tripled our products. Wow. Because the feed, that's another story, but the feed just didn't work correctly like it was supposed to. So now we we didn't buy three times more stuff. It's just three times more stuff shows up on our website. So. <laughs> nice. That's good. So you can yeah. check out gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Um, check out the new website and there's lots of great deals on there right now um, and so yeah there's that so thanks for joining us we'll see you on the next episode uh, Chase isn't here so you don't get his little sign off but uh, I'll say it with you <laughs> <laughs>